first want to welcome any visitors or guests that are with us here this morning, either returning back with the dispensation ending and the Sunday obligation being back in effect, or you're visiting from out of town here as we begin this Holy Week. If you are here last week, you remember that a good number of us took great comfort in the fact that St. Paul last week in Philippians chapter 3 says that he knows what the end is. He knows what the goal is. He knows what this whole getting on track is all about and he sees it and he says, I'm not there yet. I know what I need to be. I know what I want to be. I know the things that I need to overcome to get me to keep moving forward on the track. But he says, I'm not there yet. But he did say, I'm not there yet, but I continue to press forward. I strive for the goal ahead. I continue to, to grow in holiness. Even if that is sometimes leaning forward, stumbling forward, he presses on. This week is the last week of our preaching series. The light is at the end of the tunnel. Easter is next week. But before Easter, before the light, we had to enter into the tunnel. The tunnel, of course, is the passion. The tunnel is the cross. I think we can think at times, or it is the case, that we can be, we can be moving forward on the track. We can be seemingly doing everything right and yet still enter into dark times. We can still all of a sudden find ourselves in a tunnel. And I think we can have a thought, well, I'm in this dark time, it must mean that I'm broken down. As we looked at a few weeks ago, I'm broken down because I have unrepentant sin. That's why things are really dark right now. That's why things are tough. Or it's because of I'm off the track, I'm derailed. It might actually just be because we're in a tunnel. Because, because of the fall, we live in a fallen world and life is hard and we might just have a prolonged period of suffering. Tragedy may have come in our life. Whatever it might be, we might just be in a tunnel. God knows what that's like. Jesus was in a tunnel. We hear in the passion narrative right now that we just proclaimed that he was in the agony. He was in the garden, in agony, asking that this cup be passed for me. Lord, if it's your will, let it pass. Going to the cross, crying out, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? The son on the cross is feeling, is in such a dark spot that he's feeling as if God has, the father has abandoned him. The father has not abandoned him, but nonetheless, he's in the spot thinking that he has. The tunnel, we can be in tunnels at times that are so dark, that are so prolonged that we don't even see light at the end of the tunnel. I remember as a, as, a, as a boy growing up, we took an Amtrak train all the way to, um, I think it was Phoenix or Flagstaff, Arizona. At one point it went through, cut through the mountains in a tunnel and the tunnel was so long in that train, it was dark for a long time. As kids, we started getting scared, or at least I did. Wondering if we were gonna enter, leave that tunnel, the darkness. We can be in tunnels in life as, and not see the light and wonder if it's ever going to get better. Is this ever going to leave? For the Christian, for the Christian, there is always life at the end of the tunnel. 
there's always light at the end of the tunnel for the Christian because of what he did going to the cross, taking sin upon himself. We hear Paul in our second reading today, Paul says in Philippians 2 that he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. Who did? God did. The one who created everything out of nothing, emptied himself, took, a form, took the form of a slave, humbled himself, being obedient to the point of death, death on the cross. He entered the tunnel. He entered the tunnel so as to rescue us. So as the fact to make it even be light at the end of the tunnel. Which means for you and me, one is as we enter into these holy, these holy days, that he takes our sin upon himself on the cross so that we might have eternal life. But the cross had to happen. And secondly, that God knows what the tunnel's like, that we can turn to him, even at times of crying out like he did on the cross saying, I feel like you've abandoned me. That God can sympathize and he knows what that's like and we can unite our suffering to him and he transcends suffering. And meaning that we can transcend our suffering as well when we're in a tunnel, when things are dark. And so these days ahead, before the tomb is empty, and the tomb will be empty next week. But first are these days for us to turn our attention to the cross, the passion. These whole six weeks of us getting on track, as we've said, is just a microcosm of our entire lives is to be getting on track, is to have our lives be more and more conformed to Christ. Without the passion, without the cross, there is no getting on track, there is no track there, go back to week one. There's no obstacles to, to remove from the track if the cross didn't happen. There's no, there's no being repaired if the cross didn't happen. There's no being put back on the tracks. There's no pressing forward if the cross did not happen. There's no light at the end of the tunnel if the passion and cross did not happen. And so for us here this week, in these days ahead, to look to the cross, to see what he's going to do to darkness. To see what he's gonna to do to darkness. And for us to continue to hearken to those words, to get on track. Next week is Easter and the light is at the end of the tunnel.